Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 66. 66. We're back. This episode, we'll be reviewing Night in Miami and Sylvie's Love. Sylvie's Love. Oh, yeah. So, Miss Pettis, welcome back. Yes. 2021. 2021. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Kevin. Thank you so Happy much New for Year, running Kevin. the Happy New Year, Kevin. We <laughs> hope you all are safe. Yes. Aware. And celebrating a new president. Yes. <laughs> Surviving the old one in the so, pandemic so far. Yes. We survived him. Yeah. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> yes, it does. But racism is still alive. So get your shit together and yeah. get, get to work. That's, that's, we got a lot of work to we do. Ain't we ain't forget Black Lives Matter. We're going to do it, though. Don't think because we celebrating Kamala. We're going to still do it. <laughs> that we not like... Y'all motherfuckers is racist. Yeah, we, we got a lot of work to do. We're going to do it. But we're going to do it. So, yeah. we move on. Yes. To celebrating the new year. Yes, I'm very excited about the new year. At Harlem Hops. Harlem one Hops. of our favorite places to yeah. be in New York City. Mm-hmm. And in Harlem. And considering Sylvie's Love takes place in Harlem. Yes. Black love. All day long. And the chocolatiness of it all. Yes. I figured I'd get myself something dark mm-hmm. and rich and tasty. Um, it is the winter, so it it's also more. seasonal. Okay. So um, thanks to my new friend at Harlem Hops. Shout out to you, sis, Nika. Okay. She helped us, you know, Kevin and I tried out some beers, and she helped us with some new brews. Um. And so, actually, I kind of stalked them a little before they opened because they didn't open to three. Mm. And so we pushed the show back a little bit so I could go get my beer. Um, but what I was excited about was to try Four City Brewing's um, Crescent Moon Chai Latte. It's a stout, uh, imperial stout. It's a double. Uh, you know, 9% ABV. Um Fresh out of Orange, New Jersey, where uh, Four City Brewing Company is. Black owned, at least partially anyway. But mm-hmm. boom, diversity. Nice. Um, I like it. Uh, it's an imperial stout, as I said. Made with honey, lactose, vanilla, and chai spices. Um, it's a strong, spicy masala chai aroma balanced with uh some vanilla a little honey for the smooth sweet finish it definitely has a smooth sweet finish really thick and hearty as an imperial stout should be mm-hmm. nice to warm the bones with on a nice crisp cool day like today in new york city and wherever the hell you might be in a northeast uh where we all need a little warmth uh really 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 like it uh and I'm super excited to be trying um, new beers 
made by people of color, you know. Um, And I'm excited that that it even exists. They've got some other things that I think are really interesting. They've got a dunkle I want to try called We Think It's a Dunkle. I really want to take a trip to their brewery, which is Tap Rooms Open. Uh, they've got they've got a wheat that seems pretty good called Brick Church, but anyway, today we're trying the uh, the Crescent Moon Chai Latte. What do you got, Vaughn? Well, today I'm I'm trying a new uh, craft bourbon. It's called Few. It's uh, relatively tasty. It's from uh, Evanston, uh, Illinois, and it's uh, been around since 2011. Hmm. And uh, it's you know, I think it's. I'm still trying to decide if I like it or not, because there are there are parts of it that I like. There there's some interesting cherry notes to it. Uh, it's got an interesting um, kind of woody flavor, so um, that I think adds for. And, and actually, they they uh, they craft their their beverage in a um, in barrels from Minnesota, so that's also a little a different twist on it. Um, and they also have a few other blends at, at their company that they produce they have a the bourbon they have a barrel gin and they have a rye whiskey along with an american gin and i'm i'm very curious to try those too but one of my co-workers had recommended few to me a couple of months ago back when we had life in in corporate america and we were actually mm-hmm. working in offices and uh, it was nice it has um the note of it definitely is the cherry you can just smell the cherries you there's like a caramel note to it and then you get that burnt wood kind of taste that burnt sugar woody kind of taste uh or the smell as well and then your the palate once again is is you know a little spicy there's a lot of corn in this so you you definitely get that flavor um and um but i think that what happens with this along with all these other bourbons that are not done in kentucky there's just little something that's missing and it's 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 not very aged it's only been around it's only been in the barrels for like three or four years so it's not aged enough I think if it was aged more mm-hmm. it would have a little more body a little more balance to it but I think that you know it was good for what we wanted to do today and, and today I wanted to bring a little mood a little mm-hmm. a little elegance to the moment because of Sophie's love and even the night in Miami even a night in Miami. I wanted to bring it back to like your your 50s and 60s kind of vibe and tonight yeah. Because of it, uh, Sophie's love being taking place in in Harlem, I decided to make a Manhattan for Tawan and I. Yeah, and uh, it was it's, tasty. It's quite, it's quite good. And uh, once again, the Manhattan recipe is very simple. It's uh, literally just uh, bourbon or rye, um, uh, sweet vermouth, a couple of dashes of bitters, and a cherry, and that's all it takes to make this kind of magic and it's uh it's really good so once again i recommend one of these classic cocktails are never going to go out of style they never will and from watching sophie's love i could just imagine her and her husband sitting there because they were absolutely they were very upscale very fabulous people and i'm sure they were having cocktails professionals definitely 100 percent. so i'm sure they were having cocktails after work so um, absolutely yeah they were having cocktails during work yeah well that's the good old days <laughs> when you could drink at work absolutely you know shout out to all my advertising friends Exactly. Um, but uh, like I said, it's it's just, it was just something that I thought we needed to bring back and and try this new alcohol. It's it's relatively inexpensive. It was like uh, I paid like forty four bucks for it. That's for the average, bottle. I feel, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. That's yeah, depending average. on where you are, it's pretty average. And so, 
you know, the MSRP is like 40 bucks. So I think you're going to yeah. you're gonna do good either way you go. You might get a better deal in like Jersey. Or... I love the bottle design. And, and so I think oh, it's so the, industrial age. Yeah, yeah it definitely love feels it. like Illinois. And it, it's one of those bottles I'd actually like to keep. So feels uh, like it would be in Metropolis. Yeah, like a, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a medicine bottle from back yes. in the day. So I think that it was a good way to start this episode and to start the new year. Yes. And may I say, I am not a fan of old fashions or... Uh, Manhattan's and this turned me out a little bit <laughs> so thank you for Vaughn for um, maturing my palate yes um, because I've been having little you know last night I had a little ginger bourbon <laughs> while I watched uh, Sylvie's Love yeah of course I was hood and had some chicken with it but <laughs> you know I had to you know round it out there you but go. it was tasty and I am so appreciative of this drink because yes. I really don't enjoy the bitters of it all, but this is a good recipe. So, mm-hmm. Vaughn needs to pass it on to you all. You're welcome. I'll share it in our in our socials so everybody yes. get a chance thank to you. make your own. Yummy. <laughs> Next Glad you up. enjoyed, Tawana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Glad you. Glad you enjoyed. Do you want to talk about industry news a little bit? Yeah, what you got? Uh, first, I wanted to uh, acknowledge the fact that we're still, yes, we're still in the pandemic and we're we're just still trying to, dis- the movie industry is trying to decide how we're going to do it. You're seeing a lot of stuff being streamed yes. online, thanks to uh, Warner Brothers and their great deal with HBO Max. HBO it's Max. really, you know, giving um, Netflix and, and Prime a run for their money. But thank God for Netflix and Prime because we were able to see so if much content. If it wasn't content, for Netflix and Prime, you know, and, and, and we so, would be without. And right. Netflix is now... Um, was it Netflix who said that they would? Yeah, it's Netflix who said that they would have a new film release every week. So I mean, Netflix is just like raining money on people. Yeah, they're so. doing it. And and what I love was the fact that we could watch. We were able to watch both of the films this week mm-hmm. for this episode on uh, Amazon Prime, and so yes. it's it's easily readable for people to watch and. Right. And, you know, you feel safe in your home right. or wherever you're watching it with your friends or your family. Right. Just do what you can because it, it's good to have this content because not all yes. of us are able to go to theaters at this time, Yes, because New York is still shut down with theaters. I think Jersey shut their theaters down. They were open yeah. for a little bit, but they shut them down. Connecticut's gone. So, I, I mean, I know some people in the South are able to uh, go to the movies and, you know, at your own risk, I would assume. Right. But, right. Um, you know, if you want to be safe, just... The opportunities are plentiful. So, you know, yeah, enjoy. So. Have a good drink at home. Yeah. Invite somebody over in your bubble right. and enjoy yourself. Yeah, stay safe. That's what we've been stay doing safe. this entire pandemic. So I think that, you know, you just we just have to keep doing what we got to do. But I also want people to support these movies because, yes. you know, these actors and the production people and everybody needs to get paid too yes. in order to keep They're it striving. going. Because we're all kind of suffering during this time and, and period. So I think that it's just something to, to note. And also, I just want to talk about two recent passings. Uh, first is Gregory Sierra from um, Sanford and Son and Barney Miller. And Tawan and I literally just watched him on The Towering Inferno, Inferno last weekend. And <laughs> I was just so amazed by him. He played Carlos in The Towering Inferno. And, he was uh, a dutiful, sir. He's just been <laughs> he's just been one of those uh, Hispanic actors that's been around for a long time. Because I yes. remember him as a kid on Sanford and Son and, and Barney Miller. Yes. He just died in January of, of cancer. He was 83 years old. That's and also. Piece, to acknowledge uh, Larry King, who just died this morning, and we're taping this on uh, what? What's the date today? The twenty fourth. Today is the twenty third. 
the 23rd. Yeah, it's the January 23rd. So we just wanted to acknowledge Larry King and all he's done for broadcasting. Mm-hmm. He is definitely a legend in the world of television broadcasting. Super legend. He was 87 years old and he died from complications of uh, corona. corona. So just, uh, you know, we got to think about all these folks because people are still dying, sadly. So yeah. we just got to do what we got to do to survive. Yes, be well, be Let's- safe. Let's jump into some fun times. Let's, Let's talk in, about these movies. Jumping into some fun times as I set down my Manhattan. Okay. Um, and we begin with a night in Miami. Uh, we begin with a night in Miami, mm-hmm. and Tawana is willfully unprepared because I thought it was Sylvie's love. Yeah. Even but, though we talked about this before. Yeah, we did talk about it before. It's okay. But you know, I'm high off of Manhattan. It's okay. You know. Nothing wrong with that. And so, directed by a favorite of ours, a favorite of the show, Miss Regina King. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like Regina? And Regina has been making it, making it from a child. Yeah, she has. Okay? 227? Yes, she has. Okay, and and, and her heights know no limits. She has been striving, and I'm glad to see her sit firmly in a director's seat. Yes. Glad to see a woman of color sit firmly in a director's seat. It's good to have a perspective from different um, points of view. Mm -hmm. And so this was a very interesting film. A Night in Miami is a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in their civil rights movement and the cultural upheaval of the 60s. Starring um, Kingsley Ben-Adur, um, Aldous Hodge, uh, Eli Gorey, and Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. Bringing up the rear as uh, Sam Cooke. Yes, he did. There was a number of other uh, people we may know, like uh, Lance Reddick, who plays Kareem X. And Lance who, pops up in the next movie, too. So he's he's yes. the bridge between the two films. He is the bridge between the two films. He plays <laughs> Sylvie's father. Um, and there's just a number of other great, great actors. Bo Bridges is in it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know his daughter was Emily Bridges, was the woman that answered the door. That oh, was okay, daughter. cool. So, interesting. You yeah. want to start us off? Um, okay, so I've been waiting on this film for a while. There was there was a lot of talk about it last year as they were going into production. And um, this, 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 uh, this film comes from a play. And uh, I was excited when they said she was going to do it and, and, and her process of finding the actress to play the role because she wanted it to be a character study and an actor study. She didn't want it to be about big name celebrity star type people. She wanted it to be about the the work of the actors. And because she is an actress, she mm-hmm. understands the process 100%. She was able to to pull these these heart wrenching, gut wrenching performances from these men. And and I always like these smaller kind of character studies where you have just people in a room. I, I like that that feel where you're not distracted by special effects and all these things that happen, you know, car chases and explosions and mm-hmm. and costume characters and shit. You you actually get to have real life conversations about, you know, real life things. And what was interesting to me in this in this movie was the fact that you had these legendary iconic men all in a room 
kind of dealing with their life and their life issues while the world was upside down around them. And it's kind of similar to how we're all living today. Yes. You know, we're basically trapped in our homes, but dealing with, you know, our lives while everything around us and outside of us is is in some kind of upheaval. And I think this was a great kind of like a microcosm of life because it showed it showed a variety of black life for black men especially in the in the late 50s early 60s and you know and how we had to navigate so much as black people because you had racial unrest you had just all kind of injustice you had just there was just so many things wrong with the society at that time and and there are a lot of semblances to where we are today but I think that it was good just to see the human side of these men and just to see and yes it's fictional and but it, it's 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 really speaks to where we still are and the the kind of conversations that men actually have and black men actually have you know when they're with each other it's like yes. barber it's like the barbershop it's like the barbershop it's like being in a barbershop yeah. and, and the conversations you would have but these these guys were all in the same room and in and, and, and having these experiences and you know it it, it made um for me, it made Malcolm X, because he's such an icon in, yes. in our culture, but it made him human because there were many a times, and I've had conversations about this since Tawan and I watched it with a few other friends of mine. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were all talking about the fact that, you know, he was able to express his emotion and to be upset and to be, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have, the word wasn't fear, but to have this, angst about the world around him mm-hmm. but he was also and the a, pressure on his shoulders right and the pressure that he was feeling from not only his faith and his belief but also the culture around him the 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 police the fbi there were so many forces around him mm-hmm. but i think that there was a there was moments in this film where you saw his humanity his his humanness his yeah. his love for his family his love for his children his yes. love for his wife yes. and and also his commitment to to uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Oddly, they showed a little more than they did in the Spike Lee piece, but Spike mm-hmm. Lee's was a bit more epic. Right. And I think this was a bit more personal. Right. This definitely felt, this This was a, this was a slice of life moment, you know, because mm-hmm. Malcolm's, um, Spike Lee's piece was such a, a epic piece. Yeah, because it was such it a big epic piece. so much of his life. Mm-hmm. But this was literally in one night and, 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 and at a pivotal point, in what would have been his life and um just to see that was really cool and, and just this whole this whole dynamic between the men because everybody brought something different to the table and, and it was about the the black experience and the mm-hmm. male experience yes in in this process and in this time and i felt like that regina was able to get these performances out of these guys that mm-hmm. really delivered that because it touched upon so many different people's experiences male and female and, and whatever mm-hmm. i think it, it spoke to what people were going through at the time and even now yes i agree i think uh i think we would be remiss without mentioning that um this is based on the stage play by kemp powers mm-hmm. uh another black artist yes uh he wrote the screenplay and i, I and i really hope that when we return to some sense of normalcy um We'd be able to see this mm-hmm. on stage because I, I really felt um, before knowing that this was a, a screenplay, 
I mean, a stage play. Right. Before knowing that, I really felt like it felt like stage. Right. And but was- you know what was cool about it? It didn't have the, and I think it was because of how Regina directed it. It yes. didn't feel like an August Wilson. No, it didn't feel like Fences play. Or it didn't because you know that has that was laced with monologues. Mm-hmm. This this has this uh, play had more conversations. It did have a lot as of conversations. opposed to those monologues yes. because I think that's where. That's what kind of separates your usual drama, screen drama, from yes. your uh, play work, theatrical or theater work. Yes. You know the monologue situation, but I, I think it was yeah. cool in that way. I agree with you. I think this was a this was an interesting choice in 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 choosing the place in which the four notable men um, were in their lives. Right. This mm-hmm. was sort of a turn moment in their lives. Muhammad right. Ali was becoming a Muslim. They were all at a tipping and, point. Yeah, they were all at a tipping point and, and officially announcing it. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X was leaving the nation of Islam, or right. at least pondering it quite right. seriously and thought that Malcolm X, I'm sorry, thought that Muhammad Ali would be his launch point, his, right. his, his, um, to be able to, to efficiently start his new Right. endeavors unfortunately right. we know how that all came about right um sam cook was in a moment where he was um at the tipping point of celebrating his mainstreamness if that i'm doing air quotes right if that is a word we could use right um and and understanding that he needed to make a pivotal statement in his work right um in support of the cause. In support of in support of the cause, but in support of himself as a mm-hmm. black man living in America, right. knowing full well how he was um, treated, um, how the world uh, reacted to him and his praise, mm-hmm. um, and also Jim Brown had the same thing going on. Right. You know, he was this celebrated football, football player. player, the celebrated athlete was the best of the best at mm-hmm. the moment he was essentially brady right bigger than brady right at the moment and then decided to do something that seemed um which may also be the bridge actually to sylvie's right be a professional athlete and and switch over to acting which is what namby did and we'll speak about namby in a minute right in sylvie's um and so they were all at these sort of like points of like uh like you said, tipping points, these sort of points of renewal, uh, in a sense, and how, and really how, how their conversations about their lives and the way the world affected them individually right. and collectively would turn things for them. I love that the background is a the siren, siren <laughs> from, from an ambulance. Well, we're here that home. is amazing. Cause yes. that is New York's like backdrop yes, all it day. Is. Yes, it um, is. but I love it. <laughs> And it's real, folks. It's real. Um, I love that they each got to have a serious commentary about the current state of the social affairs, the civil affairs, much as we have today, right? Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter, new presidencies. uh, What's our next step with COVID? um, New administration uh, loves. Administration loves. policies and what will we what will we do next right and the fact that we actually had an insurrection oh insurrection as well in the united states white 
right. insurrection. Right. Literally half does. That cannot be overstated. Right. Okay. Um, considering we mentioned Black Lives Matter here on the show. And Black Lives Matter, some of us participated in, in rallies and in protests and yes. marches. Um, Vaughn was there. I was actually there. <laughs> he was at a rally. Thank you. Um, I, I did some protest marches um, and was at several rallies. And, you know, we it was important enough for us to risk our lives to be out in, in the state of COVID. And, and, and these guys also, you know, they, it was important for these men to put their careers at risk, right. make pivotal, pivotal points within their careers right. to state that their lives mattered in a sense in which they had to risk all to yeah. be greater than who they were. And during that time, their lives were literally at risk because people were literally out to kill them constantly. Literally out to kill them. I mean, really no difference. <laughs> people are literally out to kill you too now. But <laughs> not just as a, as a celebrity. Right. Um, but as a person of 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 of, of uh, racial merit, right? Yes. And so, also, what I what I really enjoyed was uh, the exhibition that um, you know, an artist place a lot of the times as artists. I can speak to this is one of power, using your voice, especially when you are extremely popular to voice concerns of what is happening to your fellow people, um, whatever they may be. In these, in these instances, we're speaking of, of, uh, of the blacks, of people of African ancestry and how we're treated in, in America per se. And it was really important that everybody had some sort of push in their own individual careers in whatever way. And, Sam fought with this in the film, and I really appreciated uh, Leslie Odom's sequence when he sings The Change Is Gonna Come, um, which is a really powerful song. If you haven't heard it, I please beg you to watch this film, and I beg you to look up Sam Cooke's, uh, you know, uh, history, his, 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 yeah. What is it called? Um, algomography? What's what's the discography? Dis, dis, I'm sorry, discography. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Of sorry. all of his music, discography and, of his music, and you know, especially really, his truly, notable spot. Right, and he lived a very short life. He died at he 33 did. years old. So, so did Malcolm X. Right. So the Malcolm fact X that these men, well. these men, lived and died so young. Yes. But they they contributed so much to to culture to society. And, and and they impacted the world with their with their lives, and I think that 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 also speaks to it. You know what's interesting to me? You could also see this movie with a group of women in a room mm -hmm. and, and having their conversation and who those women would be. You know, just 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 icons in general from yes. from whatever path of life. Yes, you know, LGBTQ, yes. uh, Asian. Yes. All these Latinas, all these different groups of yes. people could be in a room and have yes. a conversation. And I think that we could learn something from culture yeah. and it could be a mix of people, you know, you know, ethnically diverse, you know, diverse groups of people in a room to have these kind of conversations about life. Because I think that's really what it was about. And and I think it it, it opens up the conversation and, and, and the thoughts around, you know, how do we move forward? Because they were all in a place of moving forward to something new. 
mm-hmm. and to take on some new challenges. And I think what we're learning from the pandemic of, of 2020 and now moving into 2021, you know, we're all in a state of moving forward now and how we how we're going to regroup from all of that. So I think that, you know, this movie kind of really spoke to that to me. Yes. And I think Regina just did a good job of, of capturing the best of those those little intimate moments. Absolutely. I think I think uh, Nina Simone also spoke to that in, in saying the responsibility of an artist. Um, well, not only Nina, I'm trying to re- I'm trying to remember who was it Nina or was it Octavia Butler that said an artist has to have the courage to suck. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to have the courage to put forth your best intentions and your best will and say, listen, I can't just be sitting here sucking up all your money. Mm-hmm. I have to put forth myself. And, and a lot of great artists have done it. Uh, Marvin Gaye, Nina Simone, Octavia Butler, on and on and on and on. Right. Um, you have to at some point put yourself on the line and say, I cannot just willfully ignore this. Right. I can't just be an expat. I can't just run. I have to also put forth something in the in the ether and say, listen, I'm with you. I hear you. Right. Um, well, that was a big thing for Nina Simone. Remember, she always yes. wanted to contribute more to the cause of the time. But, you know, her husband and her management always wanted her to just keep putting out those hits. You yes. know, and, and, you know, that's the balance that cele- celebrities have to play and, and professional athletes. And, you know, they always have to deal with that when people when they want to contribute and they want to have a voice. A lot of time the industry wants them to shut up and just do whatever they do. And that's just part of the the penance, I would say, of being a professional athlete or a celebrity. Yes. Because they also have voices. They're also human beings and they want their voices to be heard just like everybody else. Absolutely. And at some point they gotta realize which is where the pick where the pitchfork is, where's the where's the fork in the road where you make the decision to be great and to be legendary. Mm-hmm. So on a, on a number system, where would you rate this film? On a number system, I would give this like four and a half, five. Mm. Certainly. I thought that um, I, I would also be remiss if I miss miss uh, represent um, the the crew, which also was uh, the cinematographer, which was Tammy Riker, um, a woman cinematographer mm-hmm. who has long done a number of films. Can we mention the old guard again? Of course, Tawana. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tawana. A please, is, please mention it. A bitch is obsessed. I'm you just really saying. Are. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, get it, get I it. I love it. I know, we love it. Why can't I we, love? We, we're loving it with you, Tawana. I'm just Let's saying. Go. This, you know, Timmy Riker is a shit too. Okay. I gotta give. I gotta give my girls props when they please when, do. when do. But please you know, do. she was a cinematographer in this, and um, while some of her other films have been vast in terms of like lighting and style and amazement, you know. Um, I thought she gave life to a film that was overall a bit of a stage play mm-hmm. and didn't do a great number of um, movements, as we say. But I thought she captured uh, what overall was the emotion of the film right. in a very true way. And so props to you, Tammy. Okay. Um, ladies all day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yes, I will give it a four and a half. Well, I'm going to give it a five. One, because I, I just 
I always love these these smaller pieces where you have people in a room. So I, I that always stands out to me. Regina King is nothing but a star to me. There's nothing no, she can nothing. do wrong for me. Nothing. And I've I've loved her work on television. I'm loving that she's doing theatrical Loves her work, work now. Of films. Right. So now she's doing film work and yeah. and is this because this is her first major film. And so I'm I'm very happy to see what she's done and she's taken something, you know, very small nuanced piece and, and, and really blown it out. So I have to give her a shout out for that. And, and this film is worth watching. Please check it out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Definitely yes, worth yes. watching. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. And so, so we move on? Yes. I think, I think you need another sip of your beer. You think I need a sip yes, of Yes, you need a sip of the beer just to, to bring it down a bit. And then I'm going to have a little sip of something over here. Bring it down a bit? Yeah. Why are we bringing it down? Well, Let's bring it up, boo. You're 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 way up. So I'm let me, way let me up catch up with you. Cause you know. Let I me catch know. up with you. We had to take a second. I going got it. going out in the fresh air to you. I got it. Grab oh. some some brew from Harlem Hops and yes. see people and yes, yes. be interactive yes. with the human folk. So been but, amazing. so in this next segment we're gonna you know bring it down to we're gonna have a little cocktail hour we're gonna bring this is a cocktail hour a cocktail hour we're gonna have a cocktail hour i still got a couple sips we gotta we gotta talk about sylvie's love harlem style absolutely in the 60s bringing it back to harlem usa in the 60s Mm -hmm. uh directed by eugene ash i hope i'm pronouncing that properly because it's Mm a-s-h-e um so eugene ash right Uh, Synopsis is, when a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist in her father's record shop in 1950s Harlem, their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends changing times, geography, and professional success. Uh, Starring uh, one of my absolute favorites, of course, um, Tessa Thompson. Yes. Not only is Tessa Thompson aesthetically pleasing... (laughs) To me, personally. Yes. And I'm sure to others. But she is an amazing actress. I think she's come a long way in her work. Uh, Also, to make mention of notes, Mr. Nambi Asama. Mm -hmm. Yes. I really worked on that pronunciation of his name. I'm proud of you. And I'm really hoping I did it justice. He also plays her love interest, Robin Halloway, uh, starring uh, Eva Longoria, Aja Naomi King from um, How Do I Get Away from How Do I Get Away with Murder Frame, uh, also Reggae Jean Page. Yes, from uh, the Bridgerton series. Bridgerton series that I'm sure everyone is is super excited about. Alano yes. Miller, and so on and so forth. Uh, not to not to not to least not mention. Lance Reddick, who plays Mr. J, Sylvie's father. Is and a, Coco. Who has a bridge. And, yes, I did not forget about Coco. Um, Gambit. Yes. Um, and so on. Gimble. And, yes. I'm sorry, Gimble. Yes, we got her. Erica Gimble. Erica Gimble. Gimple. I've loved her for decades. So She, she plays Sylvie's mother. Yes, I can't forget about her. Um, yeah, so... Should we begin? Should I begin this? No, you start. I start. Okay. 
Because I'm having cocktails. Yes, I have a cocktail. I have to. John Coltrane's playing in the background of my Oh, head. I know. I feel as if we should have had it yes. playing here. All my all my mid century modern furniture. Yes, all the <laughs> mid city mid century modern furniture. I love this period in time, so it just it just it speaks to me one hundred percent. Speaking of which, the beautiful art direction of the film. Absolutely amazing. The sound, the music, the lighting. Costume design. Costume design. Uh Everything that makes this film what it should be uh, was so intricate mm-hmm. in what we saw in the in the in the moment in which we we sit in it. You know, I right. sit in the piece and be emerged. Declan Quinn, um, who was a cinematographer and has done a number of other things, Hamilton, to say the least. Uh, in America, leaving Las Vegas, lots of really great uh, visual visual pieces. So I'll start by saying um, I really I really like the piece. Mm-hmm. I loved it. In fact, yes, you did. This sort of old school landscape of of old school Hollywood, but felt so classical, but put in a manner of black. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if, um, oh God, why can't Kendi Wally is who I, who I, who comes to oh, mind? The artist, mm-hmm. the artist Kendi Wally. If you don't know his from piece, from Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, uh, African man. Not quite sure which country he comes from, Africa, but amazing artist who puts us in classical pieces, who puts us in classical worlds. As if we always existed in it, and our representation representation is that of 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 one of beauty and noble and honor, and I love how they've done that in this as well. Uh, it, it, everything felt so classical. I, I I love the present presentation of everyone in the film being all black professionals, just enjoying their world, mm-hmm. uh, much as we felt in in. Um, Love Jones, right. where everyone was so enamored with the piece because it was in this place in which we were not trauma bonding. We were not living in this world where we exist because we both had single parent homes and we were raped or we were abused or right. we were molested or we were murdered. There was or no we drug were, drama. There was no drug drama. <laughs> we weren't in prison. We were regular people right. because we exist as that. Because get this, America... They were actually black people working and doing all kinds of jobs, not just preachers and teachers. Yes. And they, people did a little bit of everything. Choir directors. You know, and there were people who had aspirations to do even more. Yes. You know, it's just the society and institutionalized racism that yes. put a kibosh on a whole bunch of that. Yes. But there were people who had a lot of dreams. This reminded me a lot of, um, what's the movie? Um it reminded me of In the Mood for Love. Oh, yes. 100%. One car wise, In the Mood for Love. 100%. 100%. The classiness of it, the lighting, the, but the follow through. The one I'm thinking, they just did a remix a couple of years ago before Whitney died with Whitney, um, with uh, Irene Cara in it and uh, Philip Michael Thomas and uh, Sparkle. Oh, Sparkle. Sparkle. Yes, yes, yes. This movie reminded me so much of Sparkle because, once again, it was in a time period where, you know, we were. People were doing our things because people, black people have have had lives. We've had mm-hmm. old 
lives outside of the world that white people live in that don't really see us. Right. We've, we've had professional lives. We've had professional lives. We've had cotillions. We've had coming out balls and all these things that yes. other people do. We've done this thing for yes. generations and generations. Generations. So generations. I think that it was beautiful to see that on yes. the screen, to see these people just trying to just trying to live their lives and right. do their thing and be musicians and travel the world and meet all these other talented musicians and, and to have that connection of talent yes. and, and art and music coming together and, and be celebrated and to be celebrated for your talent. And you had blacks and Latinos all in the same space. Like yes. Eva Longora's character. Yes. And it, she was just, the wife of the band leader. Right. And so it's just just to see that and just the, the celebration of what Harlem was and what Harlem is. Yes. It is the centerpiece of culture in the world, if not the United States. And people need to really understand that it's not just about the Harlem Renaissance. There was a whole lot happening in Harlem a whole long time after that. And it's still happening to this day in 2021. Mm -hmm. So I think that this movie really, to me, really celebrated that and the, the love story that between um, Robert and what's her and, and Sylvie. Sylvie. And Sylvie, that that love story is was very genuine, and, and it happens to people every day. Yes. And you know, we have love. Yes. And there is no there is no conflict. There is just love. Sometimes love doesn't work out. Sometimes you miss that person you're supposed to be with. Sometimes it just did not happen. Right. But you know, it's 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 just like everybody else. Yeah. And that's what this this movie really captured that. Yeah, me. I love it. It was very swoony in that sort of love story way where it sort of wonderfully rethinks like classic Hollywood melodramas. Like you could right. totally see Doris Day. Oh, yeah. And Rock Fred Hudson. Astor, and Rock, Rock Hudson. Mm -hmm. um, 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 Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Yes. You could totally see it. And it, and, and it was easily uh, you were easily overwhelmed by the craft and care of. I love the film, you know. Right. It had this whole this I can't I can't reiterate enough that it was beautifully casted in this Harlem setting with this swoony feel. Mm -hmm. The lovemaking scenes were swoony. The 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 without giving anything away, the ending was swoony. And it had this whole I, I mentioned to Kevin earlier that they had this look about it where normally it would be crisp and super sharp in certain images. And at the end, it was almost like there had a push element to it um, in which when the sun fell on them, it wasn't super shiny. Mm -hmm. It felt old school. The colors, the bright teal cars and the right. red dresses and the red right. uh, the lipstick and the beautiful wigs that they had uh, and the dresses and... The this, attention to detail was was the attention to detail point. was absolutely on point. But this also this also feel of freedom. Mm -hmm. Also, there was a feel of freedom in the film, as if we could exist as our white counterparts would always exist in these films right. and in the world where we never got to be represented in that way. We never got represent be represented in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that you know when people say, you know, if you had one wish, what would it be? I wish to be seen as white people have been seen. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish to be, you know, treated as white people have been treated. Mm -hmm. I wish to have been given the same opportunities and 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 nuances and 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 respect. I want to walk through, you know, as as Sam Cooke did in 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 Night in Miami, the mm -hmm. Belfontaine right. Hotel in Miami, and be treated well 
mm-hmm. be treated as if I earn the right to be there right. because I have the money to spend in it and I am a decent human being that can operate or can proliferate, you know, in your establishments. Right. And they showed all of that in Sylvie's Love. There was never yes. a time where you felt... Um, it, in comparison to, say, If Bill Street Could Talk, which was also beautifully shot mm-hmm. and wonderfully representative uh, of Harlem, um, and these beautiful moments of streets and cars and brownstones, just uh, almost almost painted to life, right? Mm-hmm. Where there was trauma in that film and degradation and pain, it felt like joy and happiness. Not to say that this was some bullshit utopia fan fantasy i mean they had trouble in here but it didn't exist as pure trauma that they could not move forward from things happened they acknowledged it they moved forward right like everyone else does like everyone else does (laughs) there was a beautiful song in the dialogue of Mm -hmm. of of the film the way they spoke to one another the way uh the way white spoke to them um and I hate to say it in that way, but this country has made it such that we need to like break it down that we too are you yes. and exist. I'm sure y'all not very proud of who climbed them Capitol steps. <laughs> Just like we aren't very proud of the ones that are in, you know, the trauma bonding films that we saw. Right. And yes, there needs to be existence of both elements because they exist in the world. All we are saying is it is nice to have a Sylvie's love because it is nice to show that we, too, are not one note. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I I think the the music was also another character in the film. Such a character. I think there was just so much between the the mix of jazz and and, and the popular music of the time. Sam Cooke, once again, was represented there. Yes. Uh, And and just as the, the climate changed in the country... And the music changed. They also had to adapt to that. And yes, so, of course. And just in the fact that you know uh, Sylvie was a woman who wanted to be so much more than just a housewife. Yes. And so much more than a mother. Yes. And so much more than just just in in a certain station of her life. And we saw her wanting to be a television producer, which was. You know, just the idea of a television producer being a black woman, or a, just or, a woman. or a woman in general, yes, to, it, during that time said a lot. But that speaks to the fact that we we have those dreams, we have those desires, we have those wants. It's not just always about aspiration. We always have to, we we have to work hard to make those things happen, and people are still doing it to this day. But I think that it, it's important to see that because, and for me, I had never seen Tessa Thompson in a role where she felt so lighthearted. She felt so young. She felt so free. She was very mm-hmm. free in this she movie. She was very free. In in a way, she owned her power in this movie that yes. I've never seen in it. Effortlessly. She, right. Bef, in, in most of her roles, she's very stern. She's very direct. She's right. very, you know, she, it's not about not having power because she right. always has power. She always has roles. power. But she was, she had vulnerability in this role. Yes. And that's what made it stand out for me with her because she was, she was a different kind of character, yes. but those women exist. You know what I mean? And the fact that, you know, Nambi in his, in his performance, he, he brought something different too, because mm-hmm. he was, 
he wanted to do the right thing all the yes. time. He wasn't he wasn't the deadbeat dad. He wasn't no. the bad boyfriend. He no. really wanted to do the right thing. And Every there time. Were, there were times when he would make sacrifices for her. She would make sacrifices for him. And this is what you do in a relationship with somebody or, or somebody that you care about mm-hmm. that you want to see because they were about seeing the other person progress. They wanted to see the other person have these dreams and success and it wasn't just about well if you don't love me you can't love anybody else you right. can't you can't do anything else but right. be in love their their love transcended that in a way that you don't often see being told and i think that it, it's, it's interesting to see that and i'm glad that people are having a conversation around that because i think that it's it's important to see that and you know however it ends is however it ends for folks who haven't seen it but i think you really need to give it a look because it, it really spoke to a lot. And just what I was really enamored with was the relationship Sylvie had with her husband yes. in the film. And the fact that they had a real conversation about the choices they were going to be time. making. And that, that was something that you just didn't see. And yes, he was initially, he was all the typical stereotypes of what the man was going to be and telling the white woman what she was going to do and mm-hmm. she can't work and she has to stay home and take care of the kids and all that. And she would quickly, you know, let him know, well, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? And it's, it, there was something about that. I think that was really interesting. And when that unfolds in the way that it does, that conversation was very powerful. And I wish more people would actually have these conversations with their with their significant others. And because and, it's important to to really set the groundworks in relationships, because I, I don't think a lot of people do that. No, they don't. You know, and I think that this this film really tapped into that. And I think to bring in Love Jones, because it was similar yes. to that way. Yes, it was similar to that way in which in which it was a time in which you saw a, a black couple have conversations mm-hmm. about what they wanted, what they didn't want, what right. they appreciated, how they could react together. It wasn't a violent, visceral yeah, conversation where it was a fight and a there was there was an there was no exhaustion in their conversations. Right. I loved how Sylvie spoke to uh, uh, Robert, mm-hmm. and she pronounced his name so 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 affectionately she's like what is it robert what mm-hmm. is it that you have to say you know and it, mm-hmm. or robert you know there was an affection about the two of them that made you long for that right um not only in film but uh, in life it doesn't <laughs> have to be that you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be and there wasn't like I like how they built their relationship. There wasn't an instant gratification. No. You know, mind you, I've said in the past that I'm a big fan of rom-com. And rightfully so, right? Because we all have these dreams and fantasies of love just happening. Right. But as you get older, you realize that is not really actually what it is. Yeah. Love is built. Yeah, that's, love what, is, that, that's love, what we saw in, in this performance. Love is, love is established. Love is about communication. Love is about growth and we saw growth communication we saw individual growth we saw couples growth mm-hmm. we saw an acknowledgement of each other when it wasn't given or received and i think that's truly what we're missing in this especially in this pandemic time where where we have been sequestered to apps yeah. and 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 google hangouts and <laughs> facetime and dates zooms. and zooms you know I think 
don't misunderstand initial greets. Don't misunderstand conversations. It's a buildup. And I think if you take a moment to see what things are, you can really honestly believe in 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 interrelations during whatever time you have besides even when we leave here when when we're back to the necessities of like throwing people away at a single swipe (laughs) i think that you will understand that i hope i mean it's done it for me that i think that being in the pandemic has really put you in a state of standing still and understanding where you are and i think that's what they did in this film i think they understood who they were what they wanted and at what risks they wanted to take mm-hmm. to achieve their dreams for themselves and their dreams as a in a relationship. Yeah, and, and I thought it was even artfully what, done. And even what sacrifices they had to make. But yeah, and sacrifice comes and mm-hmm. goes. You yep. know, you decide what's important, and you and you go from there. You know, usually in rom coms, it's all this fantasy. I met someone and I liked them, and they were fantastic. It's love at first sight. That's bullshit. And <laughs> love at first sight is not everything, but. But, you know, in here in Sylvie's Love, they like sort of built their relationship, yeah. you know, much like much like Love Jones. We, we reference back and forth to this. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, they met in a record shop and, yes. and, and built a friendship over that. And I think that, you know, well, music is the thing that joins well, all people. Music all is cultures. the thing that joins everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I love just where this sits in the lexicon of films like Todd Haynes is far from heaven. Right. Very Douglas Sirk. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 an entity on its own, and I'm glad it sits in its place. And I, I hope it gains the legacy and the the fan base that uh, Love Jones has, right. in the sense that it, it 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 puts us in a very pivotal part point of 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 history, right? True or not? Yeah. Um, but I hope it helps you see people in a different perspective than what you're used to. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just kind of speaks to the fact that everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody Absolutely. wants to love other people, even when they say they don't. Right. You you still want to have these kinds of relationships with people. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's good to see it. Mm-hmm. It's good to see it on the screen in, in all of its beautifulness. Yes. And all of the, the fantasy and the excitement of it with without it just being just horrible horrible i'm just so broken drama filled i'm just so glad love doesn't have to hurt it does not it does not have to hurt it was great to see that and it's very reminiscent and and, you know i'm glad that they did a shout out at the end of the film to diane carroll doris day dorothy dandridge right you know because these these iconic women you know they they stand the test of time and you know, as we said before, it just reminds you, it's a throwback to the, those fil- those Hollywood films where you had these kind of simple, these kind of simple stories. There was always a conflict. Of course. But at the end of the day, it was, it was basically a simple love story. So, and you know, it reminded me of a film, and I don't know if you ever saw it, Kevin, A Touch of Pink, yeah. which was on, uh, which was on Netflix for a long time. Really, really yeah. cool movie about two guys and, and, and they're falling in love. And it was kind of like the whole Doris Day uh, Cary Grant kind of stuff and really cool and um, it was just one of those things that you know love is love for everybody so I think that you know we needed that kind of break from the typical dramas that we've been mm-hmm. seeing and you know the Wonder Womans of the world and all these kind of movies that have been just started to yes. come out but I think that we needed a little break from that and these are these smaller films that kind of stand out and there, there's a whole lot of content out I want people to really search 
your yeah, content. Yeah, so much. Because the, the Hollywood is providing us content where we wouldn't have been able to see it since we a lot of us can't go to movies. So just do some searching. Just do some thinking a little bit. You know, one of my recent favorites was... Um, was um, Uncle Frank, which is on... Uncle um, Frank is beautiful yeah, on Prime. On Prime. And, really and, good. And then we watched a couple of series on, on uh, Netflix. a few series. So it's just... There's Bridgerton a, was right. pretty good. So I think that it, it just speaks to that. But I'm going to definitely... This one has to get a, a five in my book. This one gets an absolute five. I love the stretch. I love the courage to do a melodrama, in a sense, mm-hmm. of real Hollywood. I love our place in that world. Yes. And I love... I love the uniqueness of our perspective. Yes. Because although we've had trauma and all these things that have existed, we don't have to exist in a place where our father's uh, fealties or our mother's fealties or our inconsistencies in relationships or the the pain we might have actually felt from something yeah. does not have to live there. Yep. We all have it move forward, get therapy, do whatever you got to do. But it doesn't have to be the blanket you use to keep you warm at night. And don't be afraid to fall in love. Don't be afraid to fall in love. Oh, God. Oh, my God, if you knew who I'm. Tawana. Anyway. That was just for you. Ooh, chow. Oh, baby, I'm ready to fall in love. (laughs) Applications are at the door. Okay. Please fill it out in triplicate and leave all your social media and personal information. Yes, including your vaccine announcement. Yes, also our first date will be at CityMD. Yes, gotta get, <laughs> get that test. We can we can get all the tests there. <laughs> um, you know, STDs and COVID related. <laughs> yes, and then we can enjoy a lovely cold meal. Yes, at a local establishment outside in New York City. Yes, in a, in New York City. <laughs> you know, or we can just come to our place, my place, you know, and just enjoy a meal yeah. since we've been tested. That's right. But you know, love is alive. Yes. Feel it and be it. This is absolutely a ten if I could give it, but five will do for now. Yes, and I'm I'm glad to be back, Tawana. Thank you, Kevin. I'm glad to be back too. Sorry for the break. You know, life happens, holidays. You know, all that good jazz, and COVID, but. <laughs> So is the pandemic. Time is non-linear here. Yes. So, but um, we're excited you came. Yes, glad everybody's back. And we're happy you were here. And if you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Where we everywhere. Are. Everywhere you find your podcast. Um, if you have anything you'd like us to say, if you have anything you'd like us to view. Or drink. Or drink. We we take drink suggestions at every time. Just make sure to use the hashtag hashtag BBM Podcast. We will be notified on every social media platform. And we hope you are being well. We hope you're being safe. We hope you're wearing your mask. Wear your mask. This is beer bourbon. And a movie. And a movie.